All right, I got something I want to run by you and try to get your opinions on, because I feel like this is a really important issue that needs to be talked about. Great, great. That's what we do here. We talk about the important issues. Of course it is. So Mm -hmm. I have some friends that are a couple, and uh, they're, they're really big into Italian food. They're connoisseurs. All right. Okay. One day, the wife went to the store, and she came Mm -hmm. home, and she was like, I've got something to tell you to the husband. She was like, I got Prego. Oh, okay. I got Prego. Yeah. And initially, you know, they were were excited about it. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we hadn't really planned on getting Prego, but here we are. Right. But then they got to talking about it, and they decided uh-huh. maybe it wasn't the right time okay. to get Prego. So they they thought about it, they talked it over, and they ended up getting rid of it. But there's okay. a lot of people yeah. out there that think they have the right to dictate how long somebody should have to change their mind about getting Prego. <laughs> Is that right? There are people out there yeah. just mad as hell? Like- mm-hmm. There's some people that are saying it should be up to the states, and that you should only have like six weeks to decide if you want to keep your prego, why? Well, I mean, it's just—it's just like it seems to me like why is everybody involved in? It's just prego. I know, right? It uh-huh. seems like that's that's a matter of uh, of the person that got prego, right? For sure. I mean, they made that mistake, mm-hmm. but it's up to them if they want to keep it or not, right? Sure, sure. Because the thing is about that six week deal is that like. I mean, spaghetti night doesn't run like clockwork, you know? No, no. I mean, sometimes, like, six weeks can go by, and you don't even realize you've not had spaghetti night. And then it's you true. have to keep the prego. It's true. You got to keep your prego because you didn't <laughs> realize it's spaghetti night's coming on. <laughs> and here's the thing. I mean, dude, just imagine you're a single lady that, that gets uh-huh. prego by mistake. Oh, that's a man. lot to deal with. That's a lot to deal with. That I mean, <laughs> so you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of responsibilities. A whole lot to deal with. It can be, and I know that there's people out there that are saying, "Well, you know, if you don't want to get prego, you shouldn't have even gone to the grocery store." But I think that's very high and mighty. Because I, I mean, mean who among real. us doesn't go shopping? I everybody right, goes shopping. All, you know what? We all be shopping. People be shopping. This is about spaghetti sauce, by the way. I thought so. That what else would that be about? You're talking about someone getting prego and not wanting it. Yeah, and they I should understand. have the right to change their mind about getting rid of it. Absolutely. If you get prego and you don't want it, you just get rid of it. Toss it. Get it out of there. I mean, I don't even think that as you know my household's uh non-shopper that can't even i can't even get prego if i want to you know oh, i don't even man. think it's up to me to make that call in, in this analogy that's not an analogy <laughs> women be shopping you say <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> getting prego <laughs> wouldn't it be incredible though if like Prego jarred spaghetti sauce, like just brazenly came out as like the most openly pro-choice they <laughs> product might as well. on the market. They and might it's like, as well. You can you can get Prego or not. We don't what care. Do you, what are they gonna do? To go you. to Paul Newman? No. <laughs> Ragu, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, they're gonna keep <laughs> buying their Prego. 
Prego could just be like Prego, the abortion sauce. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's coming in way hot. <laughs> hey, do it. Go for it, Prego. Sauce. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it or not, we don't care, Prego. <laughs> <We don't care. laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. We're hitting all the hard hitting topics here on the news yeah. stop <laughs> dead and lovely. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Brago. Brago. You're with uh <laughs> You're with your right to choose your sauce hosts. It's uh, it's me, your good buddy Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. Oh Jesus Christ. And today we are talking about I come in peas or sometimes as it's known, Dark Angel. Dark Angel. Yeah, I yeah. come in peas is how you make mushy peas, right? Yeah, I think that's how they do it over there. In the UK, isn't it? In the UK. Fish and chips, isn't it? Yeah. How did we do the Wicker Man and never even attempted a Scottish accent? Oh, dude. I can't what do it. What were we doing? I can't. No. <laughs> I can't even like do it if I tried is the thing. Like, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah, we would have yeah, we would have looked like fools, it's for sure. Right? <laughs> I think yeah. we made the right choice. Made the right for, choice yeah, on that definitely. one. Definitely, yes. If you want to get straight on to the movie talk, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. But as always, we're going to catch up, shoot shit. We're going to visit that preview palace and have ourselves a good old time before we get there. So hang out with your boys. Settle into that couch. Take off your socks and shoes. Stay a while, why don't you? Yeah. What well, are you doing with your socks and shoes on at home? Ew. You like, going to be running out? Get them right? off. Take Come them on. off. Relax. Live a little bit, man. How you been this uh, week? Ah, man, it's been a uh, pretty great week. Uh, we haven't uh, had much going on other than we hung out with our with our pals, uh, Miles and Jason, and uh, had had some beers out mm. there at the old uh, uh, Great Notion Brewery. And yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what. We've had, I mean, they sent us some Great Notion stuff back in the day, and we say, really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, oh, uh, so good. Got to have it straight out of the tap. Some of that, the 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 fucking uh, the one that tasted like maple and and coffee. Got some oh, of that. Fuck that yeah, was real good. Is it like that uh, that fucking French toast stout. You got that straight out the teeth. They didn't oh have that. God. That would be great though. They ha- did have the blueberry muffin, which was oh, fucking yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. And we combined Ooh. it with the uh, the uh, fucking. Uh, maple syrup coffee one and it tasted like uh blueberry syrup on on pancakes and it was fucking amazing jesus Um, i bet that was good yeah they also had a coffee stout that legit just tasted like coffee it didn't taste like you were drinking a beer it tasted like you were drinking a nitro coffee and it was so fucking good so yeah great notions great uh jason and miles awesome dudes fun to hang out with so we good old we had a, a good old time other than that just been watching some stuff yeah, nice, man. Yeah, I've had myself a, a reasonably busy week. Not as bad as the past few have been, but I've I've not been bored very often. I mentioned on the last episode of the show there that I was going to see dang old Lizzo perform in That's Knoxville. Right. Yeah. And it was a blast. Holy shit, Truth her hurts. show was so fun, dude. <laughs> yeah, I bet it would be fun. Honestly, yeah, she, she seems like a blast. You know, in between acts there, I, I, I had this idea, and I, I got... I got the people on my road to do it. Whenever she came out on stage, we all yelled, it's about damn time. We did it. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. man. Oh, yeah, it was so boy. funny. Dude, I it was bet so funny. Somebody in the row will describe that event and say it was a hoot. <laughs> that guy guessing. wasn't lame AF at no, all. No, it was a hoot, they'll say. Uh-huh. It was That's a good awesome. show. Dude, it was just like super fucking positive, uplifting, good time, yeah. fun, man. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. It was a great time. I watched awesome. a couple of things this week too, man. What'd you catch? Oh man. Uh well we, we just did uh just just uh, uh last night in fact, we recorded the Evil Dead Hell Rankers. So finished up watching the Evil Dead movies, uh, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, uh, 2013, and of course, Evil Dead Rise, which our our mini-show just came out last week, but we actually just recorded it a few days ago, (laughs) Um, and that, uh, don't want to say much for sure, but go listen to that mini-sode. Definitely check that out, and and check out the Hellrankers episode where uh, uh, we, we didn't spoil anything about Evil Dead Rise. We we held that off until the, the end to talk about uh, why we positioned Evil Dead Rise where we did. But hmm. go check those things out. Other than that, though, been watching some some stuff. The old Last Drive-In started back up, uh, which of course was the original reason why we started the screaming chat back in the day, right? Uh, and so the screaming chat was popping off. It was it was a great episode. They did like a. A cool like uh, talk show type of thing uh, had uh, Fabio Fritzi. Is that his name? Yeah, the, dude, the, Fabio Fritzi. Yeah, Fabio Fritzi, the the Fulci uh, music guy, was the band leader, and, uh, and Joe Bob also did an interview with him. But it was it was fucking that rad rules. to have him as the band leader. Like, holy shit, um, that's cool. Uh, and they also they showed Fulci movies, uh, Zombie and The Beyond. So that that was also a fun time and just nice. a lot of cool interviews. Dan Housen, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, etc. Like, yeah, it, it was it was a very fun Friday night. And then on Sunday night we watched uh, a movie called Psychomania, which I had seen on that uh, cult horror documentary that I watched on Shutter for the oh, yeah. uh, Wicker Man Wicker episode. Man. Uh, and it, it, it's about like it's like these. Uh, undead motorcycle gang terrorizes uh, uh, an English uh, village. It this sounds, sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. It, it's just boring, unfortunately, because Aww. that premise is cool as hell. I, I really wanted it to be fun, but it, it ended up being just just boring, honestly. Um, so, Too bad. Yeah, you I, I don't, what a pity. I'm not recommending it, but you know, check it out if you do want to see how they play out that premise. Other than that, we've been watching some some comedies. We watched a little game night, which uh, okay, that's uh, Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, uh, a lot of other people in there. It's, uh, Winning it's a fun combos. time. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it's a fun time. Really funny movie. Had you know a blast with it. I had seen it back when it had come out, but I hadn't. Hadn't watched it in a long time, and I guess when it, it come out, it, it come out. I like probably wasn't paying full attention to it because I thought it was fine. But when I watched it this time, I was like, "Oh, this is, my, this is a really funny movie." Hmm. Um, I need to watch it. I don't think that I've seen it. Like when you say the title, yeah. I feel like I'm familiar with it. But then when you started rattling off the cast and stuff, I'm like, I don't think I've seen this movie. Well, I mean, hey, uh, check it out. It's I think I think it's on HBO Max. I'm not positive, but it's definitely streaming somewhere. Because mm-hmm. we watched it, and uh, man, 
yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's like an hour and 40 minutes or whatever, and solid. Real good time. All right. I need yeah. a good yuck, yuck, laugh movie every now and then. Yeah. Um, uh, we also watched Paul, another yuck, yuck, laugh movie with the old yeah. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg and Seth Rogen. That's uh, a fun one. It is a fun one. Also has Jason Bateman. So we had a little Jason Bateman double feature, I guess. Ooh, very uh, nice. That movie, that movie is very fun and funny and uh, still enjoyable. And, uh, you know, Kristen Wiig's great in it. And fuck it. Everybody is great. In it. It's just a great cast. Again. Um, Hell yeah. It's a great cast. Having a fun time. Uh, we also watched Mean Girls. Another great cast. And I guess a Rachel McAdams double feature. Um, Dang. Look at you guys. Keeping a theme yeah. going. And I had never seen Mean Girls, and uh, she walked away not so impressed. Huh. And I will say, as I've watched 30 Rock recently, and I had forgotten that Mean Girls came before 30 Rock, mm-hmm, right. it is interesting that I think Tina Fey saw the flaws in her movie that are there for sure, and made Liz Lemon learn lessons in 30 oh. Rock that mirror hmm. that like it's interesting because interesting there's there's definitely like some issues there but it's I, I think it's still funny i i uh i understand that maybe if you didn't see it and weren't necessarily part of that generation it might not still work but yeah i, I was gonna it, say i think things have changed a little bit in yeah. high schools and stuff since that was released and what what year was that Oh, uh, 2003 or four. Right. So, okay. Been a while, yeah, like yeah. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wow. been a while. Holy yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still thought, you know, it's fine. And Lindsay Lohan was great. And fucking, so was Rachel. Like, I, like everybody's in, Amanda Seyfried is so fucking good in that. Oh, yeah. Like, That's right. Yeah. She's so good. I, yeah, just uh, definitely amazing cast and a lot of great performances. Uh, we also continued the uh, Kevin Smith journey. And watch Dogma last night. Nice, God, I love Dogma, man. That's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I, I still, I still like it. Still think it's good. It is a little long. Agree, uh, it, agree. It's, yeah, it's over two hours, and it probably doesn't exactly have to. But I also don't mind. I'm not mad about the length. I just uh, was kind of thinking, like, eh, didn't have to be two hours, but not complaining. Um, yeah, I agree. There's like a point around like. An hour 20, an hour 30 into that movie, every yeah. time I watch it where I go, oh, yeah, I forgot that this is kind of long. Yeah, it? it does drag a little bit. Um, uh. Also, just having literally no stake in religion at this point in my life. like I, It's a different I watch, connect, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a different watch. I connect far less to, to a lot of what's going on. But still fun, still funny. Still, again, a lot of great performances. Chris Rock, fucking... Uh, Linda Fiorentino, that's right, right? Flor- Florentino, how do you yeah, say her last right. name? Yeah, yeah the, chick from, the chick from Men in Black, etc. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. And the star of the movie, she's great. And yeah, it's uh, George Carlin, <laughs> fucking awesome. I Fantastic. I did very much enjoy it still, even though yeah. I, I don't connect to it in the way I did, I guess, in 99 when it came out. Um, yeah, yeah, I can get that, man. Like, I'll always appreciate... Because, you know, I'm such a fucking nerd for Kevin Smith stuff. Like, I'll always right. appreciate the uh, the risk and stuff that he put himself through by making that movie. I mean, he himself at the time was a devout Catholic, which he has right. since left behind. But he was putting that movie out and really 
analyzing things about his own faith and then also like at the movie's release was getting legitimate like death threats and shit yeah. for making that movie like he was really taking a huge risk by doing that but I think it's just kind of cool that he's like yeah it's worth it to analyze the stuff that I have to think about with my faith as well as have a poop monster yeah it, it is weird how much like I mean people probably don't think today about how much sway the Catholic Church had just 20 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. it, oh, it's it really now, went downhill after all of the molestation was was revealed for yeah. them. They lost Yeah, I don't think it went downhill enough. Power. I don't like, think uh, so either. I don't think it's bad yeah, enough what They still happened. exist. Yeah. That's the problem for sure. You know, I think we should probably be a little madder <laughs> we should be a lot madder that probably there was an entire matter. culture of covering up child molestation like that Jesus we all know Christ. about that yeah we that we all literally know about. all know about and they're just like yeah uh-huh i'm yeah. still going though yeah it's fine <laughs> like, what why well, i mean the church is <laughs> yeah, the church can't be wrong uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> fucking dumb shit anyway Jeez. yeah so uh yeah that's what that's what i've been watching this week Nice. A good varied week of watching, man. We have as well. We've done kind of a big variety of stuff. Uh, Still continuing watching Ted Lasso, which is just a heartwarming, just fulfilling, lovely time, man. Really, it it is just a very good, fun show to watch. So we've been digging that. We watched the fucking stupids the other night, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tom Arnold for you, huh? Dude, it's, it's such a ridiculous movie it is so many just like subtle dumb things that go by like yeah and we're still noticing stuff in this movie that we had somehow never caught like there's a part towards the first of the movie where mr and mrs stupid are like having breakfast and um it shows the the wife and she's like you know like dipping a tea bag in a teacup Uh uh-huh and then it pans over to Tom Arnold, and he's like got the entire bag of coffee in the bag in the coffee pot. <laughs> and he's pouring it out like just little things that go by so fast that are ridiculous. Seriously, if it's yeah. been a while since you watched it that movie, or if you've never watched the stupids, yeah. just fucking get really baked and turn yeah. it on. You're yeah, gonna have great. a good time. Oh man, yeah, I I haven't seen it in a long time, but you you are reminding me. I, I probably should see it again. Oh my god, so much stupid stuff in there. We watched uh, Do Revenge on the Netflix, which got oh, okay. that uh, that Maya Hawk in there. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I I am interested in seeing this. Anna enjoyed it. I, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. like to see it. It had things in there that I liked. I thought that it was too long. It's like two something hours long. It's like Ugh, this definitely needs some, uh, okay. some trimming down. Right. Like there was totally elements of so many '90s movies in it. Like a lot of uh, Clueless, especially a whole okay. lot of Clueless, mixed with a little bit of Heather's, a little bit of Revenge kind of stuff in there. Obviously, okay. um, I don't know. There's so many parts in there. <laughs> this is God damn it. This is just getting old. There's so many parts of this movie where I'm like, where are the damn adults? Where are their parents? Because <laughs> it's what? kids like, dude, it's these like super rich, privileged kids having these insane, elaborate, lavish parties at like mansions and shit the entire movie. And there's like no adults anywhere. Yeah. Like can't hardly wait or sees all that or all the I 90s. Know. Yes. Where's the or parents? 80s. Like, what do you mean? Where's the parents? <laughs> I need to know. 
Where's Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke to supervise? Where are Maya Hawke's real life that parents? Would help. Yeah, they're not. They're not just gonna show up and be like, "Oh, a party, cool." That would make the movie more believable. Is if her character's parents were the actress's actual parents, yes. and they just checked in. I would like to see. I honestly, I think the three of them would be great together on screen. They oh, probably totally, would yeah. be. Yeah, that that would be cool. Um, but yeah, overall, eh, too long, too long. But it was still uh, a decent watch, man. Cool. But easily, easily, easily the best thing that we watched this week, and one of the best things I've watched in fucking years, dude. Okay. And it's it's blowing my mind that Mac and the me. entire uh, Mac and me. Damn it! Yeah. How did you know? What did I, I give did. away? <laughs> Called it. You Babe Ruth that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how the entire world didn't lose its mind over Bones and All whenever it came out last year. Like, okay. how this wasn't up for every Oscar, how... I mean, seriously, I think the only people that I know that have watched this movie are our friends over on the Sail of Satan podcast. That's okay. the only reason I even know about the movie, is that they were All talking right. about it and sung its praises a lot. So, Kate and I checked it out, and dude, it's ungoddamn believable i don't know the last time a movie like just left me speechless like this like after we finished the movie kate and i just sat there super late at night like we really needed to be going to bed right then and there Uh but we just like talked about the movie and then just sat there in silence for like 40 minutes after the movie because it was just like god damn dude and the thing about it is that's so weird as far as like how it didn't get any mainstream big time hype like it's directed by luca guadagnino who did yeah. call me by your name which was a huge thing i never uh, saw it but suspiria. he also did you know suspiria yeah, yeah like he's a big name director it's got yeah, timothy is. chalamet as one of the leads who is a big uh-huh. ass name um soundtrack by like trent reznor oh okay. uh I, I mean like how did people not talk about this fucking movie um i mean I also yeah I, I I saw a little bit of talk about it at the time but not a ton so yeah I I don't know uh, I'll have to check it out I haven't I haven't seen it uh, I I definitely am interested because uh, yeah you, you guys seem way into it so I, I'm definitely interested in checking it out but yeah yes. I don't I don't know uh, you gotta watch it man you have to watch this movie like it has. That has a little bit of 80s, uh, like, you know, legendary era Stephen King vibes in parts. Okay. Like, there's there's things about it that remind me of, I don't know, Dr. Sleep a little bit, but, like, okay. way, 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 way better. Um, it has legitimately one of, if not the creepiest characters I have ever seen in a movie. Any movie. Oh, okay. Like, stunning, unbelievable performances in this fucking thing. Um, okay. I was blown away. Watch that movie as fast as you fucking can, man. All right. I'm very, yeah, I'm very interested. So I will definitely check it out. Oh, yeah. Slow burn, atmospheric, very vibey. Don't go in expecting like a slasher or something like that. Okay. Uh, I can't say enough about it. Blew my mind, dude. Awesome. Well, yeah. That's about I'll, all that I'll I've been watching this week, man. I'm going to get myself a little co beer action before we get any deeper into the show. What do you think about that? Oh, you're talking about a co beer code? Well, Ooh, listen. I'm talking about co beer. I just want to talk about a couple of things that uh, that uh, I was sent not long ago by our guy RDM. Yeah, he and sent this a good old one, care package. He did this. This in particular, um, I would call it life changing. Maybe. Whoa! 
Whoa. It is a Corazon Reposado Weller Barrel Aged Single Barrel Tequila. Oh, yes. I might have had myself oh. a little sniff of that last time that gentleman was in town. And I'll tell Dude, you what. What? Holy shit. Right? Right? Like, that? why is that not the stand? Like, I feel like tequila should be aged in bourbon barrels first off. That just it's should amazing. happen. It's yes, so good. Dude. But then Bring those our two, cultures together. Yes, those two combined was so fucking perfect. Oh my god. Like Yes. I just as I was drinking it I was like, "Why? Why isn't it always like this?" <laughs> Seriously, right? Like why yeah. isn't this more of a common thing? Yeah. He also sent me uh, a little Old Forester single barrel uh, barrel strength from uh, you know, the the cinema where he works there. Hell in, yes. in Nashville. Uh, it, it was a sixty six percent or one hundred thirty two proof, uh, and I, I I drank it straight. And boy, I'll tell you what, I couldn't tell it was one hundred thirty two proof. Crazy smooth, right? Crazy smooth, so fucking good, so good, man. I just poured out a Saga Tuck Brewing. Blueberry maple stout. It's a little breakfast yeah. in a can. It's got about six yeah, percent awesome. alcohol in here, and it is delightful. It's totally got the mapley sweetness. Good old blueberry backbone. That was my name in in high blueberry school. Blueberry backbone. There's all blueberry <laughs> backbone. Let's get them. They'd say. Yeah. What did they mean by it? I wonder. I'm not really sure what they meant, but I just knew to run whenever I heard those words. <laughs> I think we all should learn to run anytime we hear the words blueberry backbone. Scram. nothing good is coming. No, I can't imagine any scenario where someone <laughs> screams that at you and it means something good, you know? Time to Why get you lily-livered blueberry backbone. I'm out of here. Gutter trash. <laughs> you know, speaking of tasty beverages, I've been thinking about all this dang Pepsi controversy that uh-huh. we've been causing here. Yes. I guess this began on our our Megan episode, right? Yeah, yeah. It goes back to the old Megan episode where, yeah, we've caused a little bit of a kerfuffle regarding Pepsi products, mm-hmm. including the you know the the brand statement Pepsi on purpose, <laughs> as in you didn't you know mean Coke and you got Pepsi. It's right. like, oh no, I ordered Pepsi on purpose. <laughs> no, I wanted Pepsi. This, this, by the way, this movie is a Pepsi on purpose movie. So totally right. Yeah. Uh huh. So think anyway. about this. I was I was thinking about a conversation about it, and I was like, holy shit, this was under our noses the entire time, and we haven't even noticed it yet. Oh, okay. Get this. Pepsi on purpose, abbreviated, pop. Okay? Oh, my God. What? I'm thinking, uh, trademark dead and lovely, dude. Like, this is Pepsi's new fucking ad campaign and shit. Imagine yeah. a commercial where a guy goes up to a counter at a fast food restaurant, and he's like, I'd like a cola, please. And the person behind the counter is like, is Pepsi okay? And the person's like, is it okay? I'd order Pepsi on purpose. And then the the slogan is like, it's not just cola, it's pop. Pepsi on purpose. (laughs) Right? Right? Yeah. Dude, listen. I think Pepsi needs to holler at us. Send us over a little bit of a check. I mean, we don't like it. Yeah. I mean, but we like money. We'll do like money, okay? It's true. Don't send us any free merchandise. 
Right. No, no, we don't want none of that. But, dude, like, I'm saying we're doing more for this brand than that fucking... Have you seen this shit about this, like, multi-million dollar renovation they did of the logo and all this insane work that went into it? No. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. This is a rabbit hole you gotta go down tonight. Okay. Um, there was some stuff that, like, leaked, I guess, a couple weeks ago about how, like, the the Pepsi logo, like, subtly changed. Like, it's not really the same anymore. It's slightly different. Okay. And they consulted some, like, graphic design guy for it. And I guess his kind of, like, proof of concept documents that he sent back to Pepsi. Dude, it is, like, it's something that you feel like you would find in a notebook in um, Kevin Spacey's little hidey hole in Seven. Or just Kevin Spacey's (laughs) real apartment. I don't know. Right. (laughs) Okay. It's this notebook with, like, all this insane shit. It's like fucking, it's like an alchemy workbook about why he made the pepsi logo it it involves like the rotation of the earth like molecular elements like it's insane (laughs) you have to look at this shit and they spent millions of dollars on it when here we are just bullshitting on a horror podcast talking about pepsi on purpose pop dude you're done send us a check we'll do it for half what he did get me in a room with the folks over at pepsi fucking don draper style I will sell them Pepsi on purpose. And we will be drunk Don Draper style. I will be drunk Don Draper selling them Pepsi on purpose. Yeah. And then I will probably go and sleep with a mistress. (laughs) Like you do. That's how I do it. (laughs) So yeah, chew on that for a little while, man. Pop. Pepsi (laughs) on purpose. Pepsi on purpose. I love it. I love it. Now, you know, Steve, the subject of today's episode is, of course, I Come in Peace slash Dark Angel, which is almost uh-huh. a buddy cop of a title, isn't it? Huh. <laughs> it is a buddy cop of a title in that, you know, one is uh, is real bad and the other one is even worse. Yeah, it is kind of like that, you yeah. know? <laughs> the buddy cop, it's bad cop and worse cop. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. Which are the real buddy cops in real life, right? Yeah. That's how that uh-huh. works. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that got you to thinking that we should do a little buddy copo-rama here before we get to the movie yeah. review in the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. All right. This is your idea, and I like where this is going. We're just dreaming up some unlikely duos that we would like to see teamed up to fight crime in our ideal buddy cop scenarios. Whenever you came up with this idea, was there anything that like sparked it? Any, any unlikely duo that seemed like would make a good movie to you? Well, I mean, it it was I was just like looking at buddy cop movies that uh, came out in the eighties and nineties, and a bunch of the time I was just like, "Huh, who would think to pair these two actors? Like that's crazy." And then I I did start thinking like, "Wait, who would I put together?" Uh, and for some reason, the first pairing that came to me was Tony Collette and Tony Tony Tony. <laughs> So it's Tony, 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 Tony. Yeah. And and like, to me, what I was thinking is the writer would think that was so clever, but then the studio would like come in and meddle to the point that it wouldn't make any sense. Like Tony Collette's name wouldn't be Tony and none of the guys in Tony, Tony, Tony would be named Tony. So it wouldn't even like the, the central <laughs> conflict of the movie wouldn't happen. Huh. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, but it's kind of a fun it, inside joke. If yeah, you know, you know, right? Yeah, you know, you know. But it would be cool if, I don't know why I think this would be so funny, Tony Collette is a cop, 
and so are Tony, Tony, and Tony. <laughs> and they're all named Tony. And they get paired up together for some reason. <laughs> what if it's a Broadway musical and it gets uh, nominated for a Tony? I hope so. I mean, listen, that that needs to happen now. Okay, if you make... <laughs> you make a Broadway musical named Tony, 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 Tony. How could it not win a Tony? <laughs> right. It just makes sense. It has to. And the Tony goes to Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> it's just fun. It's too fun to over, you know, to, to not make that happen. Yeah, it needs to happen. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm very interested. What did you, did you come up with any ideas for? I've got a handful. That okay. I want to run by here. You're, you're a bit of a story smith yourself, so I want to see if you can elaborate oh, on okay. some of these and help me flesh this out. Now, one of the most beloved pairings that we get in entertainment is, of course, an uptight white man who ends right. up having to work alongside a sassy black lady. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For sure. Always works. And I'm thinking, too, we go, we go even further in my combination. One of them is just... Uh, moister than an oyster 24-7 and the okay. other one thinks that pussy should be bone dry that's why I'm teaming <laughs> up Ben Shapiro and Cardi B oh my god <laughs> yes put them god in a cop car it. and have them solve some crimes oh my god she treat him so fucking bad on set I'd love it <laughs> yeah it'd be amazing she, she'd just be <laughs> tweeting like just take a picture of his dumb ass and be tweeting about him the entire time it'd be yeah, so look fucking at this funny idiot. Look at this fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say, hypothetically, the criminals were somebody that we knew. God, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be the whole movie. She just wouldn't even have lines. She'd just be saying what she thinks. It'd be so fucking funny. Yeah, she has no no lines on the page. It's just like, now do what you would do. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Love it. That's a pair I'd like to see. Somebody get Cardi on the phone. I bet she would be down. (laughs) okay what if we had a combination here now this is one that would be a real challenge i think they would have a lot of of trouble communicating with each other um on the job and i think that could lead to some really hilarious follies if we paired up john cena with the invisible man (laughs) (laughs) oh shit they're gonna have I think I mean, the, okay. the movie's called He Can't See Him or You Can't See Them or something. That's okay, that's what it is. The movie's called He Can't you See can't. Him. The tagline is You Can't See Them. I love it, man. I love it. It is they like because you know, there there are tons of you know jokes about Cena being invisible, but like to just go with it, to just have a movie where you're like, okay, we're John Cena is is going to be invisible the entire time. <laughs> right. And so is the Great. invisible man. So they're constantly like, are you here? Yes. No. Where are you? Yeah, I'm over here. What? Where? It's all a movie. And I you know, you got to think, because it's a movie, it's just a lot of like empty rooms with voiceover. It'd be really right. cheap to, to film the movie, honestly. Yeah. You just see like a chair scoot out or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> He can't see him. Yeah. I like it. I guarantee you, if you pitch that to John Zeno, like, look, you're going to star in the movie, but you don't have to be there at all. Yeah. <laughs> you just do all your stuff okay. in the voice booth. I'm telling you Sounds this, great. because we know that John Cena has such an amazing reputation for being such a sweet and generous and giving right. time mm-hmm. 
uh, a giving person with his time. Right. I'm not at all trying to put ideas into anybody's head, but if you are listening to this podcast and you are a child that is on the waiting list for the Make-A-Wish <laughs> Foundation, maybe you put this out as the wish. Yes! Think about what it would do for all of us, child. <laughs> we do have we a small it. but thriving section of the dead and lovely community <laughs> that is... Children on their way out. Oh no! Just no. deadly diseases and and crippling injuries and all sorts of terrible things. Oh no! They love the show though. They love it. Brings them happiness, and this is their chance to give back to us. Okay. Finally, finally, these little bastards are giving back to us. Yeah. Okay, I got a good one here. You want to hear this one? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we were talking a couple episodes ago about how the the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, needs to extend out and start absorbing other properties. Like we talked about that Deadpool and Freddy movie and shit, right? Uh-huh. I think we take characters from the MCU and we expand out even further. What if I told you I got some ideas about how we can start incorporating some characters from the B-I-B-L-E? What do you oh, think about this? Okay, finally. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. That's right, man. Right. I was thinking about how hilarious it would be and how much fun you could have with a movie if you had one cop who has like the most amazing, unbelievable luck of anybody on Earth and another cop who just has like the worst luck all the time. Think about mm-hmm. if Domino and Job were in a movie together, okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I see. Th- okay, so first of all, yeah, we have to get Zazie Beats back because, you know, why, of course. why wouldn't you? <laughs> Please. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Job, I guess, uh, <laughs> the moment you say Job, I'm thinking of Job Bluth from Arrested Development. So right, Will yeah, Arnett's no, playing Job. Job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I guess the premise would be his luck's always terrible and then her luck is, is always perfect. And they come across each other, and see she like deflects all of his bad luck, and now like he he's trying. I guess it's like a rom com where he's like, "Listen, no. I I really need you to be with me so I, you know, can live a normal fucking life." Uh, see, <laughs> I think God it's that is he, out for my ass. Right, that's the thing. I think it, it works that he still has the absolute shit luck, but it always benefits her. Like, maybe right. one of the final okay. scenes of the movie is, like, the bad guy's got, like, a gun drawn on her. It's, like, certain demise. Uh-huh. But then, little does she know, like, Job, her partner, is up on this rooftop having, like, uh, a family birthday party, but his whole family <laughs> falls off the building and lands on the bad guy. <laughs> and he's like, my whole family! And she's like, thanks, Job. <laughs> thanks, Job. <laughs> yeah. You're always there for me. <laughs> and maybe, yeah, and he's just, you know, of course, maybe mourning the, um, the loss of everyone he knows, yeah. Yeah, and maybe like even the name of the movie is like Inside J-O-B. Is it Job or Job? It's pretty funny. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the porn parody would be just Inside Inside, inside Job. Job, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That that just kind of makes sense. It does. <laughs> it's about pegging, I, like it. I think, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for Probably. sure, yeah. yeah. I had an idea of uh, a Linnea Quigley vehicle. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. already on board for wherever yeah. this is going. So, uh, Linnea Quigley, topless cop. Uh, oh, <laughs> she, yep. She's a maverick. She walks around, titties <laughs> out. Um, her 
Her uh, captain's always on her case. God damn it, Linnea. Put the top on. <laughs> put some clothes uh, on already. Yeah. And like, then get back out on the case. There's this new rookie cop. She's a fucking nun. It's <gasps> nun cop and Linnea Quigley paired up. Oh, boy. And by the end, Linnea's going to learn a couple things, but so is the nun. That's right. We're going to see nun titties. Okay. It just makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. None your business <laughs> is the movie. Right? That's right. None your business. <laughs> She's got a habit of showing her titties. Right? <laughs> God damn sense. it, Linnea. You showed your titties to a whole school bus. Yeah, but I saved that school bus. <laughs> and then she'd be like, what can I say? It's a bad habit. Yoink, yoink, yoink. <laughs> Somebody get Linnea totally quickly on it. the phone. Here. <laughs> right? <laughs> Make this happen. That's good. I like it. I like it. Okay. What if we had one where we had, you know, it's always fun to have a male character and a female character, you know, a little right. battle of the sexes action happening on the force. And we get these two paired together where one of them is like the most macho, macho man. And uh-huh. the other one is the most lady, lady, lady. Okay. And they think that they're so different and so opposed and that the other one's viewpoints are so stupid and they're always trying to sell their fan base some kind of like really idiotic bullshit. But then they come together to realize that they're actually really not all that different because they both sell their fan bases really idiotic bullshit. I'm talking about (laughs) Joe Rogan and Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Turbo cops. What a team up. (laughs) Right. Finally, you can sell uh, uh, vagina rocks to guys and, you know, cigar subscriptions to women or whatever. I think by the end of the movie, he's got a, a, an egg in the butt and she's chewing on some elk meat for sure. <laughs> she's just chomping it down. Chomping she's it. like, yeah. thanks, Joe Rogan, for turning yeah. me on to elk meat. <laughs> Their differences complete each other, I think is how this works, you know? <laughs> Let's grift the hell out of the world. <laughs> it's pretty good. I think it could work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm down for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Here's my idea. What if we take the rowdy one, Rowdy Roddy Piper? I mean, this oh, is hell gonna, yeah. we're going to have to go back in time to make this, obviously. The sure. rowdy one, Rowdy Roddy Piper, teamed up with Ben Stein. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the most boring man combined with the rowdy one he is he is full-on charisma where ben stein uh has zero charisma i want to see how ben stein plays with roddy piper what do you think would happen in that Dude, I think that this could work out pretty well. I think that Roddy comes in, he's got all the hype lines, he's got all the charisma, and then you got Ben Stein to kind of bring him back down to earth, you know? He's the yeah. the analytical one. This is a classic combination. Yeah, maybe Rowdy just starts, like, getting rowdy. You know, he's doing his little, like, ring dance thing, like he's about to punch a, a, a witness or whatever, and Ben is like, Rowdy, Rowdy. Yeah, Rowdy. pulls him back into the room, pulls right? Pulls him back in, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Rowdy busts out that line where he's like, I, I think fast, I walk fast, I talk fast. I'm so fast, I can 
turn off the light switch and be under the covers before it's dark. And then Ben Stein's like, actually, that's entirely implausible due to the relative speed of light. Yes. Yes. And and then by the end, of course, we get Ben Stein doing his approximation of a Rowdy Piper-like promo. Uh, I walk fast and I talk fast. I'm so fast that when I turn off the light, I can get into the bed before the lights go out. He kind of misses it, but he's trying, you know? He's trying, yeah. Rowdy's just like, he's got the spirit. (laughs) It's so funny (laughs) that you made this pairing because I had one written down that I couldn't figure out a funny enough angle for where I was going to pair up the Ultimate Warrior and Bob Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's also perfect. Oh my you know? god. Yes. Actually, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, they could be like putting on the Warriors war paint and he's like, I'm just going to put a little I'm going to do a little pink outline around the forehead right here, but you can you can use whatever you like, really. It's whatever makes you happy. And the Warriors and Ultimate like, Warrior says, when the pink hits the face. Yeah. That's when yeah. I know that I'm connected to the Warriors out there. <laughs> well, let's just let's try a little bit of titanium white and see if that connects with the Warriors out there. You want to? <laughs> I'd like to try. All we can do is try. I can work. I do love it. I do. That actually would be great. Let's get that on. I mean, it's gonna again, we're gonna have to go back in time for this. Sure. Uh as as both of those men have passed. A lot of but- dead people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people for sure yeah but yeah uh, i love that what else you got what if we had one where we had again just a classic team up of two people that could not be more opposite i'm talking about a guy that lived his life on the streets man fucking selling drugs gang banger doing drive-bys okay i mean just rough rough stuff right and we team him up with like Every boomer mom's fantasy of what it means to be a homemaker. Miss Prim and Proper herself. I'm talking about we get Snoop Dogg teaming up with Martha Stewart. Wouldn't that be crazy? No, that wouldn't work. Nobody would buy it. You don't think you don't think anybody would buy That's it? That's crazy. I Too mean far? one's a hardened criminal and the other one's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's true. That you know what? When you say it out loud, it's like, nah, that that one wouldn't work. Yeah, okay. no, nobody's gonna buy that. Not here in America. <laughs> well, since <laughs> that one's a dud, let me let me move on to my last one here and see what you think about this. Now, this is of course a horror podcast, so I was trying to think of how we could branch out with some you know more horror kind of team ups, and I was thinking about some of the the wild card stuff that we've done on the show here too. Uh-huh. That are, you know, non-horror movies. One of my right. favorites being Home Alone, of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. Home Alone. Great. I'm just thinking, what if we had a movie where we team up two cops on the force, one of which is, of course, Fuller, who just okay. loves pissing the bed. He's a yep, total piss, a piss freak, freak, as we've discussed. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we team him up with his partner, who only wants to be laid upon and moistened by various fluids, I'm talking about the mattress from Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a it's just a dude pissing on a mattress for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, but then the mattress is like, it's supposed to be blood, Officer Fuller. Ah, oh, you know? I don't like it. Yeah. Whoops, too much Pepsi. There's a Pepsi tie-in. I, yeah, I'm wondering how pissing on the mattress is going to help them solve the case. But it will. I'm sure it yeah. will. 
it definitely you know, will. I think that what happens is like there's a crime scene and they can't solve it, but then the mattress is so like hungry for blood, it just tries to like flop down on the blood and like ah, let me soak it up and bring a skinless man out of me. I need the right. power. Blah. Uh-huh. But then like Fuller like you know just absentmindedly pisses all over and contaminates the evidence and breaks the the you know spell that makes a skinless man come out of the bloody mattress. What if it made Hi-jinx. like a, a piss covered skinless man come out of the mattress? <laughs> I think that sounds fun. <laughs> Just a piss man. I think the kids might enjoy that. <laughs> I think it's an unlikely duo that could just very well work, yeah, right? it sounds great. <laughs> I think we got some pretty solid ideas going on right yes. here, but we want to hear your all's buddy cop concepts over on the Facebook group is the best place to hang out with your fellow dead and lovelies as well as Jaboys. So head uh-huh. on over to Facebook, join our group today and hang out and have a good time. And yeah, share it with us, your buddy cop creations. I'm looking forward to hearing those. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure people have some great ideas. So please. Yeah. Let us know. Cause I, it, it's, it's ripe, man. Like, you could combine any two weirdo opposites and come up with a pretty good story, I think. Right? I think so, too. I think so, too. I think the, the possibilities are indeed limitless. So head on over there. Let us know about them after, of course, you rate and review the show on Spotify yeah, and Apple Podcasts. We need more of those. I need yeah. more. I they need they more. sustain me. They power I me. They're the source of powers. I need them. I need uh-huh. it. So go on there, give the show five stars wherever you can, or just scribble on a bathroom wall for a good time. Listen to Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast. That helps too. Yeah, it does. It does. People people definitely come from that. And if anybody, by the way, again, I put I put it out there, a gold doubloon to the first person who <laughs> saw about the show on a bathroom wall and started listening and enjoys it. I, yes. I just need to know. I need to know. I need to know if you're out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if you are a Make-A-Wish foundation child <laughs> I hope who won't it be is. with I, us longer yeah. I hope. <laughs> it was a small child who was like oh my little kidneys don't work very well i gotta piss a lot oh, oh. wait what's this that lovely well i don't oh. do much because of my kidneys i listen to oh. a lot of podcasts oh i love horror movies this is great i'm gonna tell mr john cena to make that movie they're talking about <laughs> Although now they're making fun of the way I talk, and I don't know if I feel so good about it anymore. Also, also, what if that poor that poor child just gets everything mixed up and sends John Cena the idea for the piss covered mattress? <laughs> yeah, no, dang it! And no. John Cena signs on. Yeah, then he does it anyway. He's, He's like, like right, I, guess I guess I'll, I'll be play. the mattress. All right. I was thinking he'd play grown up Fuller. Like he'd totally have the Fuller outfit on with the glasses and suspenders. Oh, he's just John Cena. I love it. Okay, we got two John Cena movies. Okay, we just somebody get us in a room with John Cena. We got two pitches for him. Yep, yep. We're ready, man. We're ready. (laughs) I would also watch him in a remake of today's movie if it ever did come out. Oh fuck yes! That's oh, that's perfect. I love it. It'd be fantastic. Recasting if somebody were to remake i right? come in peace we're talking about yeah i come in peace slash dark angel from what 1990 right yeah 1990 it is uh it's patreon not pick. one yeah it's patreon pick uh, uh uh james bellamy uh put into the bowl and uh let me tell you i did not know this movie growing up but i wish i had right? i would have loved this as a kid 
Dude, whenever you told me the movie that was drawn out of the bowl, and then like I looked it up on IMDb, and you know, I was like, what the fuck movie is this? I've never even heard of this. I was like, right. I doubt anybody has heard of this movie. But then I looked at the cast, and I was like, wait, it's a Dolph Lundgren movie? <laughs> yes. And then I was kind of like, did somebody kind of punk us and just put <laughs> some shitty movie into the bowl just so we'd have to talk about it? Like, I kind of went Which, into it skeptical, hey, honestly. I did. If you want to give us $5 a month for the chance of that, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Go for <Sure>. it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. But like, I went into this pretty skeptical. I was like, I've never heard of this. There's no way this is going to be any good um it fucking rules all the saturday afternoons i could have had watching this movie come on yeah Yeah. i mean admittedly dolph lundgren is bad in it that is just like going into it you have to know dolph lundgren is bad in it but you also have to know that somehow him being bad makes the movie work i know right (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, you said it yourself best, man. You said he's the best and worst part of the movie. Like, whenever yes, we started it, I was is. like, man, I never get to see Dolph Lundgren being, you know, the leading role in a movie. I'm used to seeing him as, of course, Ivan Drago or in The Expendables, right, yeah. where he's a character, but not like the character. Right. And um, as soon as he started dropping some of those lines on us, especially when he was mourning his, uh, his, his buddy death. cop's death. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> he's not a good actor. He's, he's not very good. He's an intimidating presence. That's what yes. you want him for. You don't want him for talking words. He's not good he at that. He says the lines that were on the paper correctly as right. they were yep. written. So mm-hmm. it's like, Absolutely. you know, gold star. He is doing the job correctly. He is speaking clear English when he does it. He is. That's, totally. That's it for sure. is audible. Yep. That that's the best you can say of it. <laughs> that's the extent of it. Honestly, it really yeah. is the extent. Which is, I mean, fucking kudos to Brian Ben 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 and Betsy Brantley who are in so many scenes with them and just carry the scenes. They're just like, oh, they we do. got you. Yeah, yes. we got it. Don't worry about it. I'm telling you, like the fact that Dolph Lundgren is so wooden almost makes those scenes and those interactions better because like right. brian Benben, who's supposed to be the stick up his ass by the book fbi guy uh-huh. is having such a great time with this role and he's yeah. uh-huh. great to watch so it's he's like awesome. almost yeah. you know his, his woodenness is such a great counterpart to that it is it is it, it makes him i guess he was supposed to be the stick up the ass guy but he ends up being the the funny guy to Dolph straight man yeah, it is kind of the opposite of what you're expecting it to be, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And yeah, I mean, the character that they wrote for Dolph is is just like your traditional like loner cop, like uh, maverick type of guy that drinks uh, his who, wine in his nice apartment. <laughs> he drinks wine and has art in his apartment. Well, that's <laughs> that's supposed to be like a. A joke, like, you know, you're supposed to not expect that, but I do expect that from Dolph Lundgren. I do. Totally. I mean, I look at Dolph Lundgren and I'm like, yeah, that guy probably appreciates art and has wine in his apartment. I agree. <laughs> so, I, it, does, it doesn't work. If it had been someone else, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Schwarzenegger would be great. Uh, totally. John claude Van Damme, even. I Honestly, though, I would expect both of those guys, too. I, I think... It, you're you're putting a european guy in this role like 
Americans are going to project like, yeah, he probably would like that stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Swayze could have done okay. Oh yes. Oh Swayze, absolute. Oh my God, that's perfect. By the way, Swayze in this role, like just you know with that that accent and and everything going on. And yeah, you Be go into his apartment. Ass, yeah. and he he likes art and he likes wine. You'd be like, oh, ha, that's a funny joke. Yeah, but it does. It just doesn't work with with Dolph. But not that. That's. I mean, there are some complaints I have for this movie. This movie's fucking fun. I, I mean, it really it's, is. It's a blast, dude. At its core, it is a movie about bad guy space aliens that come to Earth, right? To inject people with drugs uh-huh. so they can harvest their endorphins uh-huh. and two cops that have to bust them and <laughs> fight against their flying CD weapon and then fight in a factory at the end of the movie because it's of course a late 80s early 90s movie and right, that's yeah, where you movies gotta have end a factory factories yeah, yeah obviously yeah it's that's so it. perfectly late 80s early 90s that it fucking hurts and it's better for it it has it has the line don't forget the space gun and fuck you spaceman <laughs> fuck you spaceman dude the zinger at the end i come in peace you leave in pieces asshole <laughs> oh, oh, oh. dude i died laughing i yes. died laughing i had to rewind it i was laughing so hard there there okay so and when anna and i were watching paul they make a joke almost exactly like that and really? I, I wanted, I, I need to know if it came from this. I, I need to know that. Because it does seem like the type of movie Simon Pegg and Nick Frost would know and, and enjoy. Right. Uh, and it's funny because, like, you know, watching and reading reviews for this movie, like, the people that have seen it fucking love it. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people that are very loyal to this movie and just like us are like, why have I never heard of this? Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's because of uh, what happened back in the day when it was made. They did not get uh, any distribution company in America, so mm. they had to work out just like a lot of individual deals and stuff uh, internationally and with you know uh, theaters throughout America. So of course, it's going to be lesser seen. But uh, when it hit, uh, you know, video. That, I think, is where a lot of people who do know it know it from. They probably just saw it in the, the you know, uh, local video store and were like, eh, well, I mean, I'll check it out. It's It's got Dolph Lundgren in it. It might be good. And yeah. uh, that that's really, I guess, the, the primary audience up to this point. But now that it's, it's had a Blu-ray release like 10 years ago and there's been a lot of sort of reevaluation of it by more modern critics... Because uh, critics back in the day didn't see anything interesting or fun about it, really. But more modern critics have looked at it and been like, "No, this is great. This is fun, and it's 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 got all the makings of a a cult action movie." But uh, you know, people just need to see it. So I'm glad we're getting to talk about it on here because uh, it's on Tubi for free. You can go watch it, and you should. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, like I was glad to watch this movie just to know about it, and I hope it inspires some other people to check it out too, man. Because even like the title itself is so fucking lame, and it's not it's the bad. only. Uh-huh. It's not the only titles the movie had either. This no, movie has had no. like three different potential titles, and none of them fit the movie really at all. Right? Yeah. If you're looking for it on Tubi, it's under the title Dark Angel, not I Come in Peace. 
But why does the name Dark Angel even make any fucking sense for this I movie? There is no angelic it, character. Yeah. They used it for European releases. They they thought it would do better in Europe. And I mean, you know, they they didn't make their budget back, uh, but they made more money than you would expect for not having an American distributor. So like mm. Uh, I guess they were right. Title it and Dark Angel did better in, in Europe, but <laughs> both titles, I Come in Peace and Dark Angel, are bad. Yeah, and then there was the third title they never got to use because of you know worry about copyright stuff. They were going to call it Lethal Contact. Yeah, that's a better title than the other two, but it's it is. I mean, this is Lethal Weapon era, so like that's too, too on the nose. Too close, yeah, to Lethal Weapon. Um, yeah, especially I, I agree. if you're doing a buddy cop movie, <laughs> like it's it's just like you're ripping it off. It is, in fact, though, it is kind of a ripoff of another of another movie, uh, a movie titled Liquid Sky that came out in 1982 as an independent uh, film. But in the film, an alien kills people at the point of orgasm to extract the endorphins. Oh. Um, but that's a very little scene project and, and, and was independent. So, I mean, you know, to put a bigger budget on that idea is, uh, you know, I don't really necessarily have a problem with it. But I do want to watch uh, Liquid Sky now. I, I am interested in it. But it, it yeah, it, it is in some ways it's kind of drawing from so many other things because this is um the buddy cop era i would say like the heyday yeah yeah because the 80s and 90s were just like a deluge of fucking uh buddy cop movies and i'm I'm not even gonna talk about all the obscure ones i'm just gonna talk about the successful ones like 48 hours beverly hills cop lethal weapon alien nation uh that dragnet remake with um fucking uh Aykroyd and 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 tom uh fuck what is his name tom hanks that's it tom hanks um, right right uh, yeah uh red heat fucking running scared uh even in just the year before this uh uh harlem nights the fifth eddie murphy buddy cop movie uh Whoa. Though I, he's not he's not one of the cops in that i don't think but um then k9 Tango and Cash and Turner and Hooch all came out the year before this. Holy shit. The, yeah. All those were in one year? All those were in one year. Yeah. So, um, whoa. And, and yeah, we would continue. I mean, you know, stuff like Don't Tell, uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot or whatever right, came yeah. out like mm-hmm. a couple years after this. And then like Bad Boys and like the Buddy Cop movie continued, Rush Hour, et cetera. It, it kind of was, was huge there through the 80s and 90s. So, this is honestly like playing just in, in a lot of ways, just straight through the tropes of the buddy cop movie. Uh, Which is and weird considering it was written as a spec script in like 82, right? right. Like yeah, it was well ahead. This is a thing. Yeah. It was well ahead, but it was significantly rewritten by David Cope, uh, who, uh, you know, we should talk about and have talked about before because he wrote death becomes her. He wrote Jurassic park. Uh, he wrote a movie you love, The Shadow. He wrote Mission Impossible. Yeah. We did a, a Hell Rankers on the Mission Impossible uh, franchise. Like he's and, and he's been writing uh, for you know what now uh, forty years. <laughs> um, so this guy has got the hits. Yeah, he's he's fucking killing it. This is a time when he was not well known. This is right before 
he did any of those those big projects. Uh, and he was credited as Leonard Moss Jr. Um, I guess maybe he didn't want to have his name on it necessarily because he was very likely already working on the script for Death Becomes Her by the time this was, you know, being made. Mm. Uh, so yeah, he probably didn't want to associate his name with something this low budget and and kind of just tropey. Like he he clearly when he came in and rewrote it like. He he punched it up in a in a great way. He added a lot of humor, it seems, um, and 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 I don't even care that it is very tropey. That you know, the this uh, guy who's you know he's a loner, he's a maverick, but he's known for always keeping his promises. But he won't make a promise to his girlfriend. Like yeah, such a tropey character. But it's okay. I don't give a shit. It's fine. It works just fine. Like. It's clear that what David Cope came in and did was look at the movies that had come out since the script had originally been written and make it more like that. And it works. It works really well. Okay, yeah. I totally agree with that, man. It's insane to think about how many movies that guy has done but is not like a household name. That's crazy. Well, I mean, (laughs) you can also look at a lot of stuff he's done in the past, you know, 20 years like uh indiana jones in the kingdom of the crystal skull and that, that uh, mummy movie from 2017 uh oh, yeah shit okay yeah. so not all hits not, <laughs> not all, hits. all hits nope <laughs> but he he Got definitely it. is talented and knows what, what he's doing dang man wow so i mean buddy cop movies tend to have i mean uh the the central premise being you got opposites working together uh whether it's you know uh, a lot of the times in the 80s, it was racial opposite. Well, 90s even as well with Rush Hour, you got yeah, uh, totally. uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. A lot of times it's racial opposites or uh, like um, uh, level of attractiveness opposites, etc. Straight or, man wild card, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Or it is is their personalities. Like you've got, you've got the guy who plays it by the book and the guy who bends the rules or whatever. That's what you got here in, in Dark Angel. Um or uh, I come in peace, or whatever it's called. Um, but the 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 oppositeness usually uh, kind of resolves itself in in the end. Like they learn each other's value. That's like kind of the idea that you're gonna put these opposites together, and one learns to be more like the other, and and each g- gathers some new uh, tool or becomes different in some way because of the way the other acts, but. Uh, this movie does that, you know, to a T. Does it really well? Um, you get you get the by the book guy playing more Maverick, and and it works. It it fixes everything, makes the end better. Uh, way to go! Right, it's got the tropes down, but what it does also have is the humor. Like, and and <laughs> a lot of that is that fucking Dolph can't deliver a line. It's so funny how wooden he is. He's yeah. just like, he, when his partner dies, he's just like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Don't have die. Don't have die. Yeah. Like, and anyway, there is, though, the written comedy that works as, as well, because you got the character Boner. Okay. And- a guy named Boner. <laughs> Who's who is fucking uh the 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 guy um the actor is is you know you've definitely seen him Michael J Pollard 
Um, he's been in a ton of stuff, including Sleepaway Camp 3, which we'll have to get to at some point. Um, oh, shit. I know him as the guy, that, the, the old homeless guy that freezes to death in uh, Groundhog's Day. Oh, yeah. He, breathe, pop, that, breathe, breathe. It's that is, guy. Did he play Pop? He was in Scrooge. Yeah. He was in Bonnie and Clyde. He's in Tango and Cash as well. Honestly, a lot wow. of people in the, these movies are in other buddy cop movies. Totally. A lot of people in this movie are in other buddy cop movies. I don't know how that was coming <laughs> out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, but Michael J. Pollard, who plays Boner, uh, does a great job. But yes, yeah, so, so the whole scene is clearly just Boner jokes, right? Like, <laughs> it just, has to be. It has right? to be. Like, I wrote them down. Uh, he, he says, I think something's wrong with your ball, Boner. Okay. <laughs> He's playing Beat pool. it, Boner. Beat it, Boner. That's why we came here to pump Boner, and you got so much out of him, dude. It's what? so good. It's so, it's so funny. They're, those are intentional jokes, and they're funny. But like, when it's it's only when Brian Benben started saying because like when <laughs> when Dolph is saying his lines, he's not getting the like, joke. I don't think he knows. Yeah, he's like, oh, this guy's name is Boner. I get it. Okay. <laughs> all right uh, that's his name it, like knows that they're making boner jokes and that's when it hit me like oh yes this is intentional a guy named boner who they meet at a tits out bar i mean that's a classic <laughs> yes. setup listen i i want to start a petition there need to be bars where there are just titties out and 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 that's just part of the bar like the t- the the people dancing with their titties out are being paid well enough and, and don't need like tips or whatever. You can give them tips if you want, but they're being paid well, and, and that's just a background thing. You're playing pool, you you know, doing maybe darts with your friends or whatever. You turn around, oh hey, titties are out. This is great. <laughs> that's kind of what happened in Roadhouse too. There was some, right. some tits out yes. bars in that too. Yes, that that is just a staple of 80s action movies is the bar where there's just titties. And it, <laughs> I don't think it's ever been a reality. Like there you go to a strip club like you're expected to tip the dancers. You're expect like the 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 whole reason you're there is for the dancers. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but the idea of just a bar where that's just a feature. I think we this is titties. an idea that in real reality could not exist <laughs> yeah yeah because you're yeah you're just paying someone to to be there like you're paying them a good amount of money to simply be there uh as as a background distraction <laughs> i think because dudes is the biggest problem oh <laughs> right. that wouldn't work. that's a good yeah. point yeah because you know. the dudes because dudes why did dudes ruin everything i wish that it would have been a line though where he's like I've got to go see Boner at a titty bar. I've got to go to the titty bar to see Boner. And Ben Ben's like, what? Okay. He does go to that bar and uh, sticks a gun onto Boner's dick. He does. Uh, and and squee- basically squeezes the truth out of Boner. Uh, and he says he wants to do it to clear his head. So essentially, it's a jer- he, goes in, he goes and jerks off. And then now he can think clearly. Okay. The comedy writes itself, it doesn't it? It's so funny. 
One of my favorite characters is that fucking mad scientist that was working in the lab making like test tube coffee and he's like jittery as shit and just screams randomly. Man, that actor was like, fuck it. I am going to be remembered for this. You are not going to forget that guy. (laughs) I swear, I think he came into the fucking stage that day and was just like, Jeffrey Combs who? I got this. This is yes. my game now, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to up the game on Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Like this man seriously got into fucking crazy ass yoga pose and was still delivering his lines at breakneck speed like Oh yeah, he does that that fucking weird rollover for no reason. Yeah. Well, I don't know why he did it, but he did it and he fucking <laughs> kept performing so way to go, man. That was awesome. <laughs> It's so good. What do you think about the the alien performers in here? We got two of them. <laughs> we good do, alien we and do. bad alien, they're called. Yeah, good. It's pretty simple. We got drug dealer alien and cop alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So you got Matthias Hughes, who plays uh, Talek, who doesn't really speak English, so he only says, I come in peace. Yes. Um, but the other guy, Azek... It's played by Jay Billis, a uh, former Duke basketball player and assistant coach who is a, an analyst for college basketball for ESPN. Um, well, well-respected analyst because he, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, and this is like his film role. <laughs> like he showed Dude. up and was like, here I am. Give me some crazy ass hair and I'll be full of cum, I guess. Dude, the good guy cop with the Queen Anne hairline. <laughs> Give me that Queen Anne. Give me that Queen some. Anne look, man. Just that straight <laughs> vertical hairline. What the fuck is going on with that? Okay, here's the thing, though. This is something I, I, I had a question about. I mean, there's a lot of questions I have about the aliens. Why does this good guy one speak fluent English and the other one just says, I right. come in peace over and over? Uh, there's a lot of questions I have about how this entire thing works that we'll get to. But one thing that I thought about this good guy, Alien, man, okay, he's an alien cop, but even alien cops, A-cab, A-A-cab, alien, <laughs> all cops, okay? Because here's all the thing. alien cops are bastards, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they have this scene in the car where he's, like, dying and telling him about the entire plot with these interstellar drugs and all this kind of shit, right? Uh-huh. And I guess it's a feature of the race that when you expire, you explode, and he doesn't tell the guys about this? <laughs> yeah, he's just he's like, not like, by the way. I'm back here. I'm going to die. You just couldn't you know, throw out there like, oh, by the way, just when my race dies, uh, we explode into photons. Did so. he say explode? Get the fuck out. <laughs> That would have been nice to know. It I mean, what if been a good it could have gone up and about, killed all yeah. of them, man? It could have killed all of them. That's not a very nice thing to do at all. No, no, it's unkind as fuck. I'd say, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love how just man, this movie is a cultural artifact, uh, just like a reminder of the things we were all obsessed with in 1990. Oh my god, uh, yes, compact discs. CDs. Yeah. Boy, that was the innovation of the future. You see this guy with a $70,000 car, which is like, what? $70,000 in 1990? That's like $200,000 now. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What kind of car is this? Um, 
when he puts the CD in. And I, I don't... And, and also, the CD, guess what? You're in a secret <laughs> Christmas movie, <laughs> bitch. Yes, yes, you're in a secret Christmas buddy cop action movie about space Because, of course, drugs. it's Christmas. Of yep. course. <laughs> He really does sound like somebody on cocaine pitching a movie. Okay, so it's a buddy cop movie. And one cop straight laced, the other cop, he's a wild card. Okay, uh, uh, and then uh, they have to fight a drug ring. But the drug ring is fucking aliens, man. Oh, dude, this is fucking great, man. man. Drugs are terrible. Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh, like, drugs are bad. Like, this is good. We're going to have oh. CDs. We're going to have drugs. Fuck we're going to yeah. have aliens. And he fucking- shoots the CDs, and it, it fucking kills Yeah. People. Yeah, man, that's awesome, because those CDs, they look dangerous, man, and they're like whirring in there, and they might fucking kill you, you know? And then, and also it's Christmas. That's genius. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so he's in the car, he puts his CD in, he gets all super frustrated because it skips. Uh Uh-huh. And And then then that old alien crash lands. We never see a ship or anything. I was disappointed to not see a UFO. Yeah, that does suck. It would be nice to have seen like a UFO of some sort. But I'm I'm interested because I I just wonder, did he attack the guy in the car because he thought the guy in the car had a weapon? Cuz he seems to sense. attack everybody else in less like public places, but this is just a road um in the middle of the city. Did he think, oh, that guy's got, like, a weapon like mine. Like, he's going to shoot right. those CDs at me, and I'm yeah. going to get deaded. Not if I shoot first, he says. Yes, not if I shoot first. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody's going to think, oh, that dude died of a heroin overdose. He's in an exploded <laughs> car. <laughs> God, it's so stupid, man. And, yeah, our our big mean alien guy is, like... He's at least six foot twenty, at least. He is. It weighs a fucking ton. Hell he yeah, is. he does. It'll yeah. kick you he apart. Had to, he had to do his own uh, stunts because they didn't have a stuntman that was as tall as him. He's a, he's a big dude. Because Dolph Lundgren's a big tall guy, and he he kind of towers over Dolph Lundgren. There's some scenes there in that final fight scene where they're like standing face to face, and I'm like, God damn, this guy is huge. And you can tell mm-hmm. he's like wearing like like Frankenstein boots to give him some lift yeah, and shit. Yeah. But even without that, he's just big all over. And yeah, honestly, yeah. like he handles himself really well. Like that scene where he's got to like run and jump over all those cars. He's still wearing those huge ass boots, dude. Yeah, he's doing it, man. Yeah, he's 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 uh he definitely like. A great performance, you know. I, I, I could see like, I could definitely see him doing other characters like this, and he, and he has like he's played like Klingons and stuff in, in Star, uh, Star Trek and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he, he does have a good monster presence. It's interesting that he never played you know Jason or anything because he, he right. definitely could have. Yeah, I kept wanting him to be Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah, like, he, he kind of looks, so looks like him. Yeah, he kind of looks like that guy, but he's not. <laughs> now, let's talk about his, his motivations and his plot right here. Right. Because apparently his alien species has mastered uh-huh. interstellar travel, uh-huh. uh, high-tech weaponry. Sure, yeah. Still can't figure out how to make drugs, though. Yeah, Haven't the caught only that one way- down yet they've figured out how to get high is to get humans high and then extract those endorphins and then pump those into their veins. Yes, I guess. (laughs) I mean, have they ever just tried the heroin themselves? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. 
Maybe just inject a little of that heroin, see how it goes. I don't know. It Could might try that. Might do the trick. <laughs> okay, I have a theory though about this. So okay. my idea is that Mr. Bad Alien, you know, uh-huh. all he says through this whole movie is I come in peace, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that we have a little translation misunderstanding right here. Because I think what oh. he was doing is back home on his planet. He was watching through his space telescope, and he's like, all right, you know, these endorphins get us fucked up. When do humans got endorphins in them? Oh, I see this straight couple having sexual relations. This guy was full of endorphins, and this lady was full of endorphins whenever uh, she got cummed in, having Uh, sex. Right. And so he comes to Earth, and I'm thinking, I mean, it shows you through the whole movie. He injects people and then puts this white fluid into them. Uh-huh. I think he's just feeling full of calm. He's like, this is what the people like. Makes him feel good. Well, and we do see that the aliens themselves are full of calm. So, Dude, this guy's so fucking full of calm backed up, his eyes are white. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's that full. He, he had, I heard he had to go to the hospital to get two gallons of semen pumped out of his stomach. I mm, heard that. Yeah. 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 Urban yeah. legend, man. Urban, urban legend. legend about that guy. I think what we really need in that galaxy is just some good old space rednecks. I think there's some guys oh, that are sure. taking space drugs off the radiator and their UFO and shit. <laughs> oh, y'all after that Blarcy? I got something way better than that. Blarcy. No, Blarcy. <laughs> yeah. What a yeah, stupid space fucking drug, name. Blarcy. That's a fucking Lonely Island skit, right? Like it getting is, drunk yeah. on space wine and Blarcy. And Blarcy, sure. yeah. Yeah, it really did make me like re examine how bad unobtainium is in, in the, <laughs> the like is it that bad? It's not fucking Blarcy. Blarcy, Blarcy is bad. <laughs> I think that Blarcy was like a, a lost lover of James Joyce that he wrote about in one of the stories, right? <laughs> oh, me love Blarcy. Me I missed you, lass. Oh, me bonnie, lass, Blarcy. Don't don't wipe your ass or anything. I really want to get in there when it's stinky. Oh, man. He was a nasty man, that James <laughs> he Joyce. He was a nasty man. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Do some research into that or don't. Do it. Do it. You'll learn it. Okay. some things. Yeah. You'll learn that people have been freaky forever. <laughs> but yeah, I think his entire motivation here was like, okay, the people like to get cummed in, so I'll pump them full of the white stuff. Yeah, okay. So he, actually, he's the good guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's doing what he thinks is right. He's got the purity police <laughs> back behind him trying to get him off the case, but you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. Now it's a different movie. Yeah. Now, honestly, the, the people stopping him suck. He was trying to fill us full of cum the way he yeah. thinks we should be. And he does come peacefully. I mean, there's not once in the movie where he injects somebody and he's like, oh, oh. he's always pretty peaceful about it. It's true. It's true. So I guess he does come in peace. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fucking you solved the movie. (laughs) Do you think that if he catches people during other endorphin producing activities and he extracts their brain fluid, do you think it gives the people a different kind of high? Yeah, I was wondering about that. I mean, they actually did this on Rick and Morty. They had uh, uh, a Rick who's like suspended in the moment where he, he like was hap- most happy and they like extract the chemical from his brain. And no shit. It, it's a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And, and I was thinking, like, yeah, it, it would seem like, yeah, wouldn't they have, like, other experiences they would want? Like, this guy, I think maybe this guy hasn't really thought it out. Like, he's just thinking, like, I'll, I'll put heroin in them and you'll feel like what it's like to have heroin in you. Like, he, he, he can't think of anything better than heroin. Maybe he's an addict and that's what's going on. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, any, any other more creative alien could be like, hold on, have you ever, like, uh experience the the first time someone got stoned and listened to uh uh like some sort of jam band (laughs) (laughs) that's a new level dude new level bro like you ever experienced uh uh, the uh childlike experience of playing a video game for the first time like all that on christmas day yeah yeah fuck i'd rather have all that than just heroin (laughs) right i will tell you what these fucking aliens love though Fucking explosions. <laughs> they do. They love to explode they and for things them. to explode. Yeah. Dude, that alien gun just seems to shoot explosions. It does. That's what it does. Uh, no no projectile comes out. It's just you point, you click, and explode. The thing blows up. It's the uh-huh. make blow upper for sure. Make blow upper. I love it. Yeah. Dude, I love it. I wish I had the explosomatic for sure. <laughs> Yes, that is an awesome concept for a weapon. Just you, you point it at what you want to explode, and that thing explodes, and it blows up. And dude, there's Kaboom. so fucking many huge practical explosions in this. Yeah, it's like, cool as hell. As near as I can tell, there's not really any like matte paintings or really anything crazy no. going on effects wise. It's a bunch of shit blowing up. Yeah. Yep. Just a lot of. Shit blowing up and and just practical gore and stuff. It's fun. I mean, I loved the the camera tracking the CD thing. I thought that was oh, really yeah. fun. Uh huh. That was fun, and especially in like 1990, I, I know I would have been like, whoa, totally. Um, it, it works really well. Like the the stuff that they do as far as effects, like I'm I'm down with it. I I think more action movies need to be just practical and sometimes just kind of like. You know, yeah, I guess the aliens are filled with cum or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We got all this white paint over here, so. Dude, I thought he was maybe full of the stuff and this was some kind of crossover, you know? Oh, shit, that would be awesome, by the way. If that was the reveal, if, like, (laughs) you know, fucking Michael Moriarty comes in at the end and he's like, listen, listen, fellas, I know what's going on here. Yeah, I love it. That'd be great. I had this other idea too that you know, considering that the the aliens apparently have this like fucking bulletproof skin that can't be you know harmed by conventional weapons right. unless it's a pipe. Um, <laughs> but they're they're full of this like fluffy marshmallow goo inside. I was like, man, yeah. are they the real Candyman? Is this the oh, real life Candyman? Wow, yeah, it's it, he's just filled with taffy. Yeah, I <laughs> it like seems that. that way. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I do love, yeah, that bullets, the, <laughs> they're moving so fucking fast. It can't penetrate. But, yeah, if you just kick real hard towards a, a pipe, they'll it'll go right through his chest. That should probably do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will say that was one of the only kind of weak spots for me with this movie is that, that final fight, the one-on-one, right. throw the guns down and duke it out confrontation between Dolph and um, our big alien dude was... A little underwhelming. It's it a was. lot of like, 
like Dolph, you know, holding the the fucking whatever it is, needle tentacle thing right. to his face and like acting like he's trying to dodge it and stuff. Yeah, like, it's that just kind of like is, uh, is is too long. It's edited weird. It's it disorienting. Is. Yeah, and and yeah, it, it, at its center, it is just Dolph Lundgren holding a little arrow thing and keeping it from his face. Yeah, you got these two huge fucking guys, man. Yeah, why aren't they hitting each other? <laughs> and why didn't they like fucking lose the shirts? They're these huge macho yeah. ripped ass guys, dude, and they keep them <laughs> under them like fucking twelve layers off. of heavy clothing, man. Yeah. Boys, take them off, man. Lose the shirt. <laughs> Pop the tops off, boys. Yeah, let's let's see some tits. Here on Earth, we do skins on skins fights. You know, uh-huh. that's how that's how men fight. They get real naked. Hell up. yeah. One I do love though. <laughs> Whoa, hang on. Now. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I do love though how after that that battle concludes and shit, uh, and he he talks to his girl about like, oh, I'm gonna keep my promise and plan us a trip. Like he's like, maybe we go down to Rio de Janeiro and find this drug boss who's with uh, titties out, ladies. And this photo that he sent me. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's the funniest the fucking shit. I have seen in long time that the drug boss sent him a picture from Rio de Janeiro with two <laughs> ladies with their tits out explaining that he, you know, got away. Fuck you. It says, love you. Yeah. <laughs> so good. dude. That's like, it. again, that's that, like, a, that's a Lonely Island move. Like, that's a naked yes. gun move. Like, that's fucking the, ridiculous. The white boys are the best fucking villains i was gonna say like whenever this movie you know started and i was getting a grip on what it was about i'm like okay alien versus cops okay kind of predator 2 ish that's all Uh right with me sure but then you have this extra element of like oh also it's kind of weaving in and out of this drug trafficking thing with the white boys the white boys who are upper class like fucking ivy league degree having drug pushers which is love it yes because it's more accurate and it, it's not like like you know predator 2 where it's like well why do the drug dealers have to all be uh black Jamaican, or Asian? whatever yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like yes in this it's like no it's these upper class fucking rich assholes and they suck and like they're so over the top evil and boring at the same time like the guy um who you know is the main boss uh, is uh, the actor who played Bub in Day of the Dead. Uh, no and shit, he is, really? Yeah, and he is being so boring talking about going back to Princeton to get a second master's degree and uh, <laughs> fucking world business or whatever. So lame, so uninteresting. But it's also just like when they show up at that one point when uh, like finally you got uh, the two partners and the, the coroner who is Dolph Lundgren's girlfriend all together and those two guys show up with their guns and they're like shooting at them and they're so like over the top villainous. It's awesome. It's so yes. cool. Agreed, man. And it adds this cool kind of layer into it whenever he has to do that, that like drug drop and shit, whenever they get yes. Dolph Lundgren to do the dirty work and all that. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's so I, fun, man. I, yeah, I really like that the movie, it makes no attempt to be like the cops are good. Because, like, the cops are undermining their efforts and they're evil and they're working with the white boys. And the white boys are evil. And, yeah, we're, we're not pinning 
uh, all the evils on poor people and minorities, which yeah. is often what you see in 80s and 90s buddy cop movies. You so. know, now that you mention it, it is really, really unusual for this time period to have right. a movie where, like you said, the, the evils aren't a minority or something. Right. Yeah. So, because huh, even the alien is huge white blonde Aryan guy. <laughs> right. Yes. And he's trying to hook people on drugs for his own benefit. And yeah, yeah. It, it really is like making more of a statement than any of those other buddy cop movies did. But it's, you know, it's it's also like, I'm not saying that the the script is amazing, but it's it's no. it's good. It's clearly good. They were clearly trying to do some things. And at a small budget, we're able to honestly do a lot of that stuff and, and make it look good. And I had a fun time watching it. I agree. You know, one aspect about this movie that I think looks great that I, I miss so badly in movies and in real life is like anytime there's like an interior shot, like like that club where the guys get all their, their throats cut by the CD thing and all that. Anytime uh-huh. there's like an interior you know club or shop or something like that. It's all lit by these crazy colored neon tube Ooh, lights yes. that are like pink and bright blue and Love purple it. and shit. Like, Love it. Yeah. Why? Why did we stop doing that, dude? Why well, we some to directors an still do it? And when they do, yeah. people love it. I mean, fucking uh, uh, the John Wick director. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, Panos Cosmatos. Uh, that guy. Oh, he loves that all shit. All over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Other directors that do that. People love it. They're always like, oh, I like this. He's got style. And that's what it is. It's a director with style. Any sort yeah. of style, people like it. Just try something. <laughs> I'm just talking about like even in everyday real life shit. Like, why did we quit using those dope ass neon tube lights, man? We I went to an exhibit. I think it was uh, it was months ago, man, over at um like pretentious uh glassworks. Uh-huh. in knoxville yeah where there was like a neon tube artist that oh, came awesome. with like neon tubes and stuff and showed you how you heat it and bend it and block off certain parts to make like neon tubing signs and like yeah talked about the the gas that you fill them with and all this kind of shit it was fascinating and also i had no idea how much work and how much skill and technique goes into making any neon tubing sign dude i mean yeah. honestly that that's why we don't do that shit anymore is because it takes skilled hands to do it like right. real neon tube stuff is made by hand that's not yeah. a machine it's yeah crazy and it was so pervasive in the uh you know 70s 80s and 90s that we we didn't realize how much effort and work was going into it uh totally. and yeah now that it's not so widespread it's like well that's the reason because yeah people don't pay for craftsmanship as much nobody anymore. wants to work anymore no, people, saying. Wanna, people definitely want to work but i hear you loud I, and clear buddy i get you because biden mm-hmm. i think most people have the money and every business i mean you were talking about the pepsi logo earlier every business has cut corners when it comes to any sort of like artistry or whatever like sure every go look at the changes in logos almost every logo has changed to something bland something yeah. boring uh, it's like they didn't want to hire someone with any sort of artist artistic eye or whatever. They just were just like, I don't know. Times New Roman name? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, we had these little fucking dumpster trash can meth head creatures selling us Quiznos sandwiches. Now, that was artistic. That was awesome. <laughs> that, uh, by moon. the way, <laughs> watching uh, this movie uh, four times, uh, by the way, Jesus. on Tubi. 
seeing commercials fucking was blowing my mind how boring they were <laughs> they're yeah. so boring now like Ugh. and they don't even try to make any sort of sense it's just like oh no here's a fucking goose buy beer i don't what? know what the fuck ever <laughs> eh. yeah i'll anyway. tell you what definitely had some effort into it is this motherfucking jammer of a soundtrack oh yeah by my man badass Yan Hammer. Holy mm-hmm. shit, dude. Yan I saw like Hammer. in the opening credits. It was like soundtrack by Yan Hammer. And I was like, wait, hold mm-hmm. the fucking that door. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing about that guy. Now, uh-huh. especially if you grew up in the 80s and 90s like we did, you hear Yan Hammer and your first thing is probably thinking, oh, like Miami Vice soundtrack guy. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's what made him a household name whenever I was a kid. Yeah. And then yeah. You know, fast forward fucking 20 years later, whenever I'm getting into playing music and then I'm getting into progressive stuff and jazz fusion and all the incredible early jazz fusion stuff. And I'm looking through the liner notes of CDs by fucking, yeah, you know, Jeff Beck and Mahavishnu Orchestra and all this mind blowing right. shit. And it's like keyboards by Yan Hammer, that <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, Yan Hammer is one of the most like pivotal, important musicians in all of jazz fusion. Uh-huh. Like and he the guy's did the a fucking monster. For this movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and it it's kicks awesome. ass. It's so but it's good. It's just funny to me that like everybody knows him as yeah, Miami Vice soundtrack guy, but it's like no, he's a motherfucker. I mean, like, he, a monster musician. He did make an instrumental uh so- song for the theme of a TV show and it charted. Yeah, guy's an absolute motherfucker and the soundtrack in this rules it's so fucking 80s man and there's even parts that have like guitar and stuff but it's like casio keyboard guitar but you know we've talked on the show before about that thing where like the limitation of a technology becomes the appeal of it you know when years pass where i Uh hear those tones and i'm like it doesn't sound like a guitar not even for a second it sounds like a keyboard guitar and it fucking rules it's awesome yeah Uh (laughs) oh my god love the soundtrack in this thing man um there's also some, some like, uh, some licensed music in here that's like, wait, what? Like, what was that rap about ugly women that's on oh, the soundtrack of this? What are the you fuck talking is that? about Ugly by the U Crew? I guess. What you're talking is about. That? You're talking about the Portland, Oregon based U Crew oh, down in your neck of the woods. <laughs> yep. Who? Uh, had had just a little bit of success uh in the in nineteen ninety, but not really much. But they did they did uh chart for a little bit. Ugly, yeah, it caught me off guard too, because I've definitely heard like, you know, diss raps and whatnot. But I don't think I had ever heard one that was just about ugly women. Just being mean <laughs> just to in women. In general. Yeah. Dude, and it's like during this scene, you know, where there's there's I don't know, it's like a setup for a scene or something, and the soundtrack's like Ugly women, you know what they say? They'll really ruin your day. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> huh? Is this an old school rap about ugly women? What this the is fuck real is fucked this? up, guys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Jeez. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I had to look it up because I, I like you was just like, wait, what is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and it's this so is good, fucking. Man. It's, it's, it's in Houston. There were so many Houston-based rappers that they could have. Like, just drawn from instead of going with... But anyway, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god man you know that's another thing too you're talking about some of the planned humor and stuff in the movie and there's some there's some unplanned stuff in here that cracks me the fuck up man there are so many times in this movie if you watch close where like characters do these hilariously dainty runs there's this one scene with <laughs> Dolph Lundgren yes. running dude it looks like oh shit man is it is it Nev Campbell in the first scream that like runs away and she has this like really silly outlandish run? Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm yes. talking about? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. He runs like her. Like he runs like <laughs> fucking Phoebe does on Friends. Like he has this ridiculous, like really dainty looking run. And then there's yeah. a scene in there too. You you saw it while we were setting the episode up and you fucking uh-huh. cracked up at it. There's a scene after um Brian Benben gets the the alien gun. Uh-huh. And he shoots it and he misses or whatever. And then him and Dolph have to run away and they like run alongside this brick wall. Uh-huh. And Dolph is like, are you okay? <laughs> and he kind of like almost lovingly has his arm around him, like sort of touching his hip lightly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, wait, sweet. what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like really it, nice. He's being really sweet to him. And it, I think it's just like. Uh, I I think maybe Dolph Lundgren's just a real sweet guy, and like they told him, like you're really concerned for your partner, and he was like, oh, so of course I'd like have my arm around him and touch his hip and stuff. Like he is he is a little guy. Like, yeah, I, I do worry about him, you know. <laughs> it's so sweet, and like it went by, and I was like, wait, what was that? <laughs> like rewound yeah. it, and we were just dying laughing at it. Yeah, it's so subtle. Became- it's, it's a split second, but if you see yeah. it, it's hysterical. They he he really like learned his lesson and and cares like and, and it's like that's that's good writing but like Dolph Dolph is is being so sincere in that moment I think and it's probably the best acting he does yeah because he probably misunderstood what they wanted but probably. it's awesome <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> yeah Ben Ben is is awesome in this like he honestly makes the movie I, yeah, I love he's so that. funny mm-hmm. he is so by the book and shit and then after he gets that alien gun he's just like why it fucking erp <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. loves it. he's like oh you get setting number two I gotta crank it up to four for you motherfucker yeah. like he becomes a total cowboy. He doesn't give a shit about following the rules once he gets that thing. He's like, this is yeah. fun. I mean, the movie ends on those two and Dolph's coroner girlfriend in a like laughing freeze frame. Oh, my God, dude. Perfect. <laughs> and then the credits start rolling over the laughing freeze frame. It's so fucking perfect. perfect. Oh, my God, man. And then I think there's a song by... And there's XYZ earlier in the soundtrack. Right. I can't remember uh-huh. if they do the last song too, but it's some like badass, you know, rock yeah. tune during the credits and shit. Yeah. It's it's, awesome. it's a treat. Like honestly, there it was is. no point in this movie where I was like, get to the point. This is fucking no, boring. Like I want it to keep happening. <laughs> I had such a good time. I miss these kinds of stupid ass movies. Cause I feel yeah. like now if they made a movie like this, they would make it stupid ass on purpose. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like, they, like it would be too knowing. Yeah, yeah. Like too, too, like, wink, wink, and not enough. Like, no, I just want to sincerely make a buddy cop action movie that, you know, <laughs> maybe has an insane premise, but everybody just treats it like it's it's normal. Totally, right? Yeah. And just have fun with it and let it be fun because the entire premise is stupid and it's yeah. just an excuse to blow a bunch of shit up and yep. get in fights. Like, yep. let's just be dumb again. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Loosen up. I think, 
I think people are dumb. It's just that yeah. nobody's making those movies. Because if you make right. those movies, well, I mean, people are though. Like you look at the John Wick movies; they are smart. They're smarter than your average action movie, but largely. The the thing you're watching is a guy beating up way too many people and shooting so many people. And that's oh why God, we yes. love it. That's why yeah. we love it. Um, totally, man. So, yeah, make more of those movies. Yep, I will watch them. I, I look forward to doing more, like, movies like this on the show. Like, you know, we've done some wild cards and stuff in the past, and for the past two years on the show, we've done Action August, where we do yeah. just, like, a bunch of action movies through that month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but But, dude, seriously, like... If you guys want us to do some more stuff like this, like I'd love to do like Blind Fury and just dumb bullshit <laughs> like that on the show. Yeah, do you know or that kick, one? Kickboxer, or best yeah. of the best. Oh, dude, I loved those. Bloodsport, any of that shit. Like, sure. Miami Connection, you need to see. I think you would love Miami Connection. Like, I remember it, you it, talking about that one. Yeah, it, it. I think it would hit all of the points that you want and you would just be enraptured the entire time. So hell yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let us know if you want us to do more action movies. I mean, we're, 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 we definitely are open to it. Nobody complains when we do stuff that isn't horror. So, right. We love it. And if you don't like it, uh, mail in your receipt for the show and we'll give you a fucking (laughs) refund. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I I love this one. What a great Patreon pick again. The Patreon picks continue to be fucking awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that we got to see this and, and talk about it. So thanks, James. Fucking yeah. rules. Hell yeah. It's a great one, man. Do you got anything else to say? Or you want to just rate it and get out the door? Um, well, uh, I said earlier, this is a Pepsi on purpose movie. So I just yeah. wanted to point out <laughs> there, the, the, the mechanic chick, she's drinking Pepsi in the store when he, for some reason he's on like a probably multi month sting and he's just like, well, I got to go stop the store robbery, too. But the store also has Pepsi products and stuff. So it's Pepsi on purpose movie. Uh, ah. I, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't really have anything. Oh, also, one thing I did want to point out is that it has X-Files energy. Kinda. And it's, it's, uh, it's before X-Files. So it's like, I, I really appreciate it for that. Like, it's really bringing that kind of. Uh, a little bit of Mulder Scully dynamic and, and, and some of that going on. And like the way, you know, that like one is, is very quick to believe that this is alien. And the other is like very skeptical of that. Like it, it's all kind of there. I like, I like that element too, but yeah. Yep. Th- Agreed, man. Agreed. A great time overall. I'll definitely rewatch this one again for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. A good time indeed, man. Yeah, if we're gonna put a number on this thing, dude, like this is pretty fucking high. Again, the only yeah. the only real complaints that I have about it, I I do wish that final fight scene was more badass. Like I need yeah. those two mm-hmm. punching yeah, each other bigger. in the mush, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we've gotten a taste of Dolph's karate skills. He fucking <laughs> knocked the shit out of a guy in real life with that roundhouse yeah. kick earlier in the uh-huh. movie. Knocked yeah. him out cold. Like that yeah, that he, kick. Whenever he kicks that guy in the face and you're like, "Damn, he took that." He did. He it did knocked kick him a guy the in the face. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, Dolph's a trained fighter. He knows what he's doing. So that had to fucking hurt. Oh, dude. Well, apparently, I guess the the stunt guy like overstepped his mark a little bit and just yeah, connected yeah. with his foot instead of well, being just happened. out of it. I mean, uh, yeah, it sucks. It happens, but yeah, I mean, Dolph yeah. didn't do it on purpose. I mean, yeah, by all accounts, sure. he's a very nice guy and all that. Yeah, and like I said, very, very trained and knows what he's doing. So yeah. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more, 
you know, martial arts action. Seen a little bit of alien martial art fighting. Oh, that would yeah, be fun. man. That'd be great. But other than that, I don't have a lot of complaints. So for me, this is like a this is like a fucking eight. Oh wow, that's around where I was gonna put it. Um, nice, <laughs> and it sounds crazy because this isn't even on a level with like Lethal Weapon or anything. Like there are much better buddy cop movies. Sure, but, like even my complaints about the movie are make the movie charming. Yeah, like it's charming because. Dolph Lundgren's wooden and not not very good actor. It's it's got a lot of flaws that like work in its favor. So I I think eight's fair and that that's yeah I'd say yeah eight 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 is fair. I come in peace. You leave in pieces, asshole. <laughs> God, it's so good. Fuck you, spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> the liberal line. amount of cussing in this is also yeah, so yeah, funny great. to me. It's so There's good. so much raunchy cussing. And one thing I love uh-huh. in a movie, raunchy cussing. Yeah, me too. We need way more of it. Raunchy cussing all over the place. Titties out in bars. <laughs> I think we're just calling for... Just go back to good old-fashioned 80s action movies. Make more of them. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Man? Why not? I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you guys think about this movie on our Facebook group, which you should join up and hang out with us on, as well as our Instagram, our Twitter, our other social media accounts that you guys can find using our Linktree page. Yeah. Yeah. Head on over there. There's all the links you might be looking for, including our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, if you head on over there, become a patron on any level. You get access to Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, released a Treehouse of Horror episode with Emily, and then Anna and I did a Hell Rankers of the Evil Dead series. So uh, those are up, and we got uh, Hell Rankers of the Batman films coming out next month. So head on over there, become a patron, and if you become a patron on a five dollar level, you get to throw a movie into the smoke and bowl, as James Bellamy did this month. And then uh, we pull from the Smoker Bolt and we cover the movie that we pull out of there. It's awesome. Honestly, you guys have introduced us to so many cool movies. Right? For real, man. And you might just make some Make-A-Wish Foundation kids day by picking the movie he wanted to hear on the show. I mean, maybe one day we get to pick um, He Can't See Him, you know? <laughs> yes. Or the Pissmasters movie that is yet to be titled. <laughs> Or the piss mattress movie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would that be called? Um, Fuller oh, to the brim. I don't know. <laughs> you know, to the brim. I love <laughs> to it. To the brim. I love it. I Fuller love it, of man. piss. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuller house. A piss. <laughs> <laughs> what if the that show Fuller House would have just been about a bunch of people that pissed the bed on purpose? Like everybody's just nasty. You know, that's all the show is about. The, it still had the cast of Full House. <laughs> yeah, but now they've all grown up and realized they love they sleeping the in bed. their own piss. They just oh love wallowing in it. You know, even even the woodchuck puppet that, that Uncle Joey <laughs> oh, yeah. had pisses yeah. the bed. <laughs> Yeah, he's got like a little hand operated bladder that he uses. Oops, I'm pissing again. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, what? man. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, tune in. <laughs> yeah. And tune in next week. We're going to be talking about Zombie Land 2, which is a yep. fun one. I've watched it just the one second. time, but I uh, I remember enjoying it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to talk about it. It's it's a fun time. So, yeah, we'll be talking about that next week.
All right, tune in then. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. And we respect your opinion to get Prego or <laughs> not. Yep, you can do what you want with Prego. Yep. And also, you can terminate your pregnancy if you want as well. Just want to oh, make yeah, abortion's great. Do that. Yeah. Totally inspired. Bye. So. <laughs> Bye. Now, I was thinking about this recently because you and I have both said how we would be open to the idea about a malignant sequel, right? Continue more of that universe, more Gabriel, just more of whatever that was that they gave us, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very interested in that. I was kind of thinking about this, and I think I have a pretty solid thread of a plot going for how this movie might go. So, trademark dead and lovely. You guys heard it here first. We get a percentage of this if this gets made. Okay, let's hear it. So I was thinking about how so many beloved horror sequels also end up featuring like a rap or hip hop star, right? Right. Uh huh. Sure. Coolio, LL Cool J, Busta Rhymes. Sure. Uh huh. Busta. That's right. What if in *Malignant 2*? What if it's centered around? The dudes from Crisscross trying to reignite their career, <laughs> and Gabriel secretly joins in as like the third guy in the group, and they have no idea. They just think he's wearing his clothes backwards like them. <laughs> like, man, this guy's cool. <laughs> he got a lady on the back of his head, but you know, yeah. he's cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, I'm down for this Crisscross malignant crossover. A crisscrossover. Yeah. Oh, Criss Crossover is perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wraps Not itself. people talking about Criss Cross anymore. I wonder why. Like, I know, right? Are people not listening to Criss Cross make them jump, jump? I think that they heard that all the jumping was hard on the ankles and stuff, and there's uh, better low-impact yeah. ways to exercise. Yeah. So yeah. nobody but wants did, to jump no more. You know how it is. Did you ever do the old Criss Cross uh, backwards clothes thing? I didn't, but my brother did, and it infuriated uh-huh. my mom and dad. Just oh, really? Made them so mad they could not have thought anything was dumber. Like if my brother walked out like wearing clown face paint and a fuzzy wig, they would have thought that was less dumb than the backwards pants. They hated it. They honestly wouldn't have been wrong. No, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you ever do it? I did, I did do it once and uh, like didn't even go out like just did it at home with my cousins like we thought it'd be funny and we were just sitting around and and then like I needed to pee and it was immediately like oh I see the issue here <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why I don't do this I can't imagine just how annoying it is too having to like undo your belt in the back because right. the back of your jeans has the double loop so it's not like you could just wear your belt backwards you have to wear yeah, your now belt. You gotta, like, on your ass them and unzip them all behind you and then pull your whole ass jeans down <laughs> in the fucking stall I, I mean come on and they're not cut to be worn that way no so like you know now you got a zipper up your ass crack like what how is this <laughs> a good idea crisscross <laughs> 
it's problems that them and Gabriel are gonna have to discuss in Malignant <laughs> yeah, for 2. Sure, I'll tell you that. For sure. 